There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for a Wednesday. It's a hump day. It's the 28th of February, 2024. Not the last day of February. Oh no, that would be the 29th this year. Kind of cool, kind of wacky. Use that extra day and do something amazing. Maybe go golfing or party or something. Anyway, hope everybody's having a great week. Yesterday on the podcast, a lot of people upset. A lot of people thinking I'm a jackass, a dumbass, a moron. Because I played you some cuts from Brad Holmes. The GM for the Lions, he went on our morning show at 97 when the ticket, Kostin Jansen. And when we played the cut about Jared Goff, I said, I get the feeling that maybe he's thinking of not re-signing the Lions quarterback. Got a lot of pushback on that. Now, some people did agree with me. Most people called me a dumbass. So again, you can choose for yourself. I just appreciate you reacting. Today, we go from Holmes to Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell talking at Indy at the Combine, and I picked up his most interesting things that he said, and I want to play them for you, including a cut about Jared Goff. But before we do that, as you saw on the title, the Packers GM, he's new. His name is Brian Gutkunst, taking shots at the Detroit Lions. Now, by my understanding, because I did look, there's no audio of the cut I'm about to read you. But the GM of the Packers was asked, about chasing the Lions in the division. Now, apparently he had walked away from the podium. Reporters followed him. There was a little group around him. And he was asked like, hey, what do you got to do to beat the Lions? Or how confident are you that you could overtake the Lions and become division champs? Here's what Gutkunst said. Quote, around here, we never hung banners for division championships. So it's never been about that. It's a nice starting point, but I think we're always looking for bigger things, unquote. How about that? If you remember, the Lions immediately hung a divisional banner once they won the NFC North after beating the Vikings in, what was that, week like 15. And now the Packers GM is talking a little shit. Packers are pretty good. It's going to be a better division. There's no question about that. If Kirk Cousins goes back to Minnesota, Vikings are going to be tough. Chicago's not going to roll over, but I don't think they're going to be very good. And then, of course, the Packers, who beat the Lions on Thanksgiving, who should have beat the Niners like you should have beat the Niners, Packers are going to be tough as well. But I found it interesting that Brian Gutkunst is talking shit about the Lions. Now, I actually reached out to a couple of Lions beat writers, people that cover the Lions, and I was too late. I was hoping that somebody asked Brad Holmes about the comments of Gutkunst. Because you know Brad Holmes would not hesitate to fire right back. Hopefully somebody asks him. I'm sure he knows about it. Nobody did at this current time of the recording of this podcast. But Holmes and Campbell are going to be down in Indy for the Combine all week. I hope we get a response. I love the rivalry. We already hate the Packers. Like, screw the Packers. You already despise the Packers. This is good for the rivalry. The vision will be tougher, but this is good. 
I think it's good. Anyway, I wanted to throw that at you first. Let's get to Dan Campbell, shall we? Dan Campbell talking at the Combine, talking about a whole lot of different things, including Jared Goff. I made a big deal about Brad Holmes talking about Goff and not mentioning the extension. Campbell didn't mention the extension either. Is there an extension? Who the hell knows? Here's Dan Campbell on Jared Goff. Take a listen. I mean, take the NFC Championship game. I thought he played good game for us. Uh, you know, he gave us a chance to win that. And and I just feel like, man, since he's been here, I've seen a I've seen a quarterback who's gotten better and better and better and has grown every year. And I would say who's gotten better under pressure every year and really just rise to the challenge. Um, and he's more and more confident. He's more comfortable. Um, so I've said this before. To me, Jared Goff is a winning quarterback. You can win. You can win in this league with that guy. And uh, you can't say that for a lot of guys. So I'm glad that he's here. I'm glad he's he's ours. And uh, and you could argue he's grown more than a lot of players we've had. People don't maybe don't always see that, but he really has, man. For a guy who's been in this league a little bit but has continued to improve, uh, it's credit to him. Again, I'm staying with this conspiracy theory. You know, might not buy it or not. But did it seem like Campbell wanted to say more at the very end? Maybe about signing him or not signing him. And then he decided to just pretty much stray away from it. I think they'll sign Jared Goff. I think they'll extend him, even if you don't want them to. But until it happens, I'm going to stay with my conspiracy theory. Are we sure it's going to happen? Anyway, let's move on. Big news of the offseason was getting Ben Johnson back. I don't think Dan Campbell thought he would get Ben back last year, and I definitely don't think Dan thought he would get Ben back this year. He's got to be ecstatic. Dan Campbell, that staff, this team, the core, pretty much been together for three years. Campbell's really happy to get his OC back. Take a listen. I, I really didn't know, you know. I, here's what I know about Ben. Like Ben's not um, when when Ben is focused on on this, he's focused on this, and nothing's going to move that for him. And so once you know, once this item is done, he can close it. Then he'll move on to the next one. So um, you know, I, I don't know the whole interview process, all those, but I know this. His his whole focus was on helping us win. And it wasn't about preparing for interviews. Um, and so I guess you, you just never know how they're going to play out. Um, you know, I, I know this. He's he's more than capable of being a head coach. He's qualified. Um, by the way, people have hired in this league before. He's more than qualified. And But I, here's what I love about Ben. Ben's not going to do anything that he doesn't want to do, that he really wants to do, or that he doesn't feel like he's ready for. So I'm glad we got him back. He's one of us. I like the very end of that. I'm glad we got him back. He's one of us. He is. Maybe Ben's a guy that doesn't want to become a head coach. Maybe Ben is a guy that asked for too much money. As everybody liked to try to pin it on Ben as the reason why he wasn't going to be the head coach of the Commanders. Who gives a damn? I'm just happy he's the OC of the Detroit Lions because him and Goff, whether Goff leaves in two years or Ben leaves next, it doesn't matter. 
They got an unbelievable relationship, and I can't wait to see what they do together. Speaking of the offense, speaking of quarterbacks, how about Hendon Hooker? Haven't heard a lot about Hooker. We do know that he's the backup quarterback since Teddy Bridgewater retired. What about Hendon Hooker? Is he ready to take over if Goff were to leave? Is he ready to even play in an NFL game? What does Dan Campbell know about his backup quarterback? I thought this answer was interesting. It's hard because, you know, he was coming off the injury. He didn't get to play, um, but he got a ton of, by the end of the year, call it, uh, you know, probably four months, not four months, three months, somewhere there of practice time and did a lot of the scout team, learned from Teddy Bridgewater, Jared Goff, um, and, and so seven on seven, a few team reps, you know, good on good. And, and the best I can tell you is there's growth. We saw growth, and that's encouraging. That's all we can ask at this point. So I don't think we entirely know what he is yet. There's not enough evidence, but I know this. We saw progress, and that's that's what we're looking for. So he doesn't really know what to make of Hendon Hooker. He does know that he improved, which is a good thing. So that's the interesting thing, too, right? All the fans that think Hendon Hooker is going to be able to take over the show here you would think if Brad and Dan thought that was the case, they tell you how good Hendon looks. Dan just told you he doesn't know what to think of Hendon Hooker because he hasn't really had enough time with the kid. I won't call him a kid. He's like three years younger than Jared Goff. But it is nice to hear an update on Hendon Hooker, isn't it? I'm curious what you think about this entire situation. After listening to yesterday's podcast, after listening to today's podcast, Like, you want golf to be extended long-term, right? You understand that's the best way to go and win a Super Bowl, right? Maybe you disagree. A lot of people seem to disagree. It's wild having read the comments of yesterday's podcast and seeing where everybody's at. And the answer is they're all over the place. Some people want to extend golf. Some people don't. Some people hate the guy because he's not mobile. Some people love him because he's given us something we've never had before. I can't wait to see how it all works out. A lot of people believe an extension is coming. Do you believe that? One thing that you don't have to believe because it's truth, Jamison Williams is getting better. Remember when Jamo started last year? Remember Jamo getting suspended for gambling? Jamo being seen at 3.30 at a Coney? JMO giving money to kids in a neighborhood. JMO lighting off fireworks. How dare he on the 4th of July? There was so much negativity towards Jamison Williams. But man, you got to give that kid some credit, don't you? I shouldn't call him a kid either. He's 22. But you got to give JMO a ton of credit. Because at one point, it looked like Dan Campbell was fed up with him. And now... You had Dan Campbell gushing over him. Jamison Williams was huge. He really came on, and I expect him to play a massive role next season. I think Campbell agrees with me. What about Jamo? Dan Campbell gives his answer. Yeah, he's, he progressed, and, uh, you know, when he was able to come back off, um, when we got him, you know, what a week four of the season after the, you know, he had the suspension, um, and all we asked of him was growth, just get better, just get a little bit better, and just become one of the guys, somebody that we can rely on in this offense. 
just do your job. And that's exactly what he did. And you can see by the end of the year, we really felt like he started to come into his own. And he's he is going to push to be a full-time starter now. And that's, that's what we're looking for. And we said it before, everybody grows at a different rate. And... Um, and maybe it's taken him a little bit longer, but he is developing and he's growing, and he is certainly one of the team. You know, the kid, um, the kids come on. So we, we got high hopes for him. We see him continuing to grow as long as he gets back uh, and puts the work in like, like we believe he will because he's shown that. Um, he's only going to get better and better and better. Jamison Williams going to be a starter next year, it sounds like. We do wonder about the offense and who the receivers are going to be. And I've read columns and reports, people wanting the Lions to go sign a receiver. I think JMO could be that receiver. I think he's going to get a heck of a more. I think he's going to get a heck of a lot more targets. And I do believe he's going to be the guy that we all thought he was going to be when he was taking 12th overall in the draft a couple of years back. I got one more for you. Can't talk to Dan Campbell without asking if he's got any regrets. He's like Sinatra. Regrets? I've had a few. But then again, too few to mention. Somebody asked Dan Campbell since it's been about a month since the NFC title game. If he regrets anything, as you know, Dan Campbell's coaching decisions was talked about at nauseum. The two fourth down plays, not letting Michael Badgley kick a field goal. We're still talking about it. So after a month of thinking and reflecting, does Dan Campbell wish he had any call back? Does Dan Campbell wish he did anything different? Does he have any regrets? I'm glad somebody asked. I think his answer is interesting. Here it is. No, I I mean, I I would say, look, you're always going to, like for me, I'm always going to, look back and reflect on every game that happens and particularly the losses you know those are um those always hurt worse and uh, my job is to if i can alleviate pressure where do i do that where do i give our team the best chance to win um you know the only thing that if i could go back that i felt greedy on was at the very end of the game and instead of just deciding what we're going to do on fourth down uh, to hold the timeout, you can run it. You, you know, you do it on third down, and and I should have waited till fourth. You know, and at least you score. You hold on to that last timeout. But I, you know, I, I did. I, I got a little bit. I, I thought we were going to just pop the run, and uh, you know. But hindsight, if the smarter thing is that you know you throw it, and at least you know the clock stops or you score, and you hold the timeout for one more chance, for another opportunity. Dan Campbell doesn't regret anything, with the exception of the very last play when he decided to run the football because he thought the Niners were in a formation that would allow a touchdown instead of pass the football, and he ended up having to use a timeout, and we know at that point San Francisco pretty much officially won the ball game. Here's what I would say. I think he should regret at least one of the decisions to go for it on fourth down and not kick a field goal. But whatever. We're done with that. I said this on the radio yesterday. I wonder if you agree. We will forever talk about the NFC title game. And I think it's now known as the all-time Detroit name game. It's going to be the Dan Campbell game. When I say the Dan Campbell game, I'm pretty sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's kind of like the Claw of the Mew game. When Darren McCarty beat the fuck out of him. It's kind of like the Armando Galarraga game or the Jim Joyce game. When 
Galarraga got screwed out of a perfect game. If I say the Kareem game or the Phantom Foul game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Game seven against the Lakers where the Pistons got screwed. Vinny Johnson, the microwave, 007. It's when he hit the shot against Portland. Big Poppy, it's when he hit the Grand Slam against the Tigers. Trouble with the snap. Jalen Watts Jackson, we know what happened there. We all know these games because they're pretty much like stained on our brain. You go up to anybody and you say trouble with the snap, they know exactly what you're talking about. I think the NFC title game about a month ago now, I think that forever will become the Dan Campbell game. And I think it might be the ultimate Detroit name game. Do you agree? Let me know. Comment section. In the meantime, that was Dan Campbell talking about a plethora of Lions issues. Let me know what you thought, what stuck out, what you disagree with, what you agree with. I love hearing from that guy. He's really good. Let's now get to the comments so you can go home and I got to actually go do the second intermission of the Wings game. Wings are up when I speak, four to one. Man, that team is kicking ass. Yesterday's podcast, we already told you. It's about Jared Goff and Brad Holmes not mentioning an extension when talking about Goff. Comments. This one comes from Grant Fergian. 38-37. Do not extend Goff. Hooker could be the man. Run the ball. Short to 14-87 and 26, long to 9. Look at that. Christopher Jones, 94-87. I hate clickbait titles. What trash? He's upset with me because the title was something like, could Brad Holmes really not extend Jared Goff? Mr. Williams, 29-24, says Jeff is either reaching or he's paranoid. And then how about one more? Mogul Khan dash PF9TL. Why extend him for one more year? He got a response from YouTube, no iTube, because it would be cheaper to extend now than in a year. Could end up costing a lot more that way. Listen, you have your opinion. I have my opinion. Jared Goff's your quarterback. Should be your quarterback. He's giving you things you never thought you would have. Goff is your guy. Extend them. Pay him four years. Pay him the $200 million, Give him $50 million a year. Two years, it's going to look like a fucking bargain. Come on. Stop arguing about this guy. He's your God. Back off God. He did things you never thought would happen. He was phenomenal in games. He leads this team. He's great in that offense. Why are we arguing? Extend them. You got cap space. Move on. That's what I would say. It's going to do it for the Daily Ticket. We'll catch you tomorrow on a Thursday. Tomorrow's podcast, unless something crazy happens, I got a rant about the Tigers. I'm disgusted. I'm appalled. I don't like it. Tell you about it tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy your hump day. Bye-bye.